When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Friday, October the 14th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake up with Ray G and for that. I appreciate y'all. Y'all hear the gunshots in the background? Little 50 cent. They try to take B-Rob out. They try to take B-Rob out, Jay. They try to take him out and he's scoring touchdowns on Thursday night football. Many men wish death upon B-Rob and it wasn't happening, baby. Because he's about the only damn thing that did happen last night in that game. Brian Robinson got in the zone. We got to talk about, hey, but before, Jay, before we get started, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get started, Jay, well, I don't even I don't even need you on the screen. We're family now. Seven gold yeah. rings, Marlon, Fizzle, Roe, Ricardo. We're family now. Hey, y'all are impatient. We started one minute late. Calm y'all asses down, man. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start. You talk bad to family. I can talk bad to family. Hey, y'all wait. We'll be here. We'll be here. Give us a few minutes to get going. We got to make sure we're ready, right? We got to make sure we're ready. Got housekeeping that we got to do. Shout out to prospects. Official sponsor of the Wake Up Show, Prospects doing us right. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. Like you said, uh, some of us wake up late. Um, some of us have some of us have kids that we mm. gotta attend to in the mm. morning, make sure they're good to go. Talk bad um, to them. You know, we got we got things to do sometimes. We we ain't trying to be late. Talk we try bad to be on to time Marlin always. Fizzle dollars. No, Fizzle's good. It's damn Marlin and uh, Seven Goat Rings rushing us here. But shout out. Coffee sponsor. Stop buying, that, coffee. stop buying that bullshit coffee from Walmart, man. Michelle Adoro Ray, coffee. Actually, I, I got a little story for you. So Talk someone DM me the other day and they were like, damn, Jay Rich, why don't you tell me this coffee's so affordable? You know, the way you say yeah. it, Italian, Michelle Adoro, yeah. you know, yeah. go get yourself some coffee. It's yeah. not expensive. Wake it's up. Same price as your regular coffee. 10% go off. Go get the best damn good, espresso man. in the building. It's good. You got to try it. You got to try, try it. It's worth it. Got to try Come it. Come um, up. Yeah, we had a game last night. We got some not so obvious starts of the week, you know, because everybody starts of the week. Oh, start Josh Allen. Oh, start Patrick Mahomes. Nah, I'm not starting Josh Allen. I don't know about that Josh Allen start this week. We got to do that. But before we get into um, the news and, and all of that, Jay, uh, I need to do something real quick there. We'll go to that. I need to get things set up. Before we get into the news, and all that good stuff. A um, couple of housekeeping things. Make sure y'all are subscribed to the All Gas newsletter. It drops at 7 a.m. So as soon as the show live is live, the newsletter is out. Brandon does a great job with the newsletter. 
There's awesome stuff in there. I wish I can pull it up and show you, but it's free. Link is in the description. Sign up for the free newsletter. Also, on the YouTube channel, we'll be doing props and all that other stuff, so tap in for that. The NBA starts next week. We've got an NBA betting model for that, so we'll be putting out content for NBA on Prize Picks. Use the promo code WAKEUP. And yesterday, we dropped a film study on Drake London, his Week 5 performance versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know he only had four for 35, but tap into that Drake London film session, man. It's probably going to be a rough week for him this week versus San Francisco, and it might be a buy-low opportunity for a wide receiver that's third in the NFL in target share, fourth in the NFL in target rate at 39%. Go get you some Drake London, baby. So got a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, Eric's America's Game podcast comes out tomorrow. Off the Line came out yesterday, 40 Chess today. We're doing a lot of stuff here at DD, so we appreciate the support. If you're tapping in for the first time, hit the damn thumbs up button. We get hundreds of people in here. Hit the like button. Make sure this is in the top of the algorithm queue. I think all the housekeeping shit is out of the way. Jay, you ready for some uh, some news, man? You ready? Yes, sir. You got us with something? All right, baby. Let's get it. Straight facts. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. So a lot of it is injury news. It is, you know, Friday after all. So we're hearing about these players, who's practicing, who's in, who's out. So let's do a quick run through for people who aren't paying attention to the news, what's kind of been going on with some of the major players. Tyler Lockett was limited yesterday with a hamstring injury. That is sort of concerning. We'll see what happens with him today, but that did pop up yesterday. So people were not expecting him to have a hamstring injury. They play the Cardinals today, and you may be hearing about Tyler Lockett later. But we will save that for later in the show. Mm. Melvin Gordon was limited with a rib issue, which is new. Apparently, he also has a bit of a foot issue. But the rib injury is new. We already know that James Conner will be missing this week. He's already been ruled out with his rib injury. So a little bit of concern there if you do have Melvin Gordon. But if you have Mike Boone, you're probably pretty excited to see him unleashed. And then as well, we may see Latavius Murray mixed into the running back rotation this week. Obviously, did not play last week as he was just brought into the team. So we may see Latavius Murray, especially if Melvin Gordon is ultimately out. Keenan Allen was limited in practice this week. This is the first week he's actually practiced. Last week, he was DMP'd all week. So that is an encouraging sign that he may be able to practice. Michael Thomas didn't practice yesterday. Chris Olave was considered participating in football activities. Um, What that means, I don't know. But apparently, it's like somewhere around a limited tag, but not quite a limited tag. This is something we're monitoring because he did suffer the concussion on Sunday. So... It seems like he's a maybe to play at best, but at least he wasn't DMP'd. If he was DMP'd, he's probably not going to be playing. So a slight positive sign for Chris Olave. Rashad Bateman was a DMP on Thursday, and so was T. Higgins with his ankle injury. Jonathan Taylor did return to practice, though, and Kyle Pitts was limited in practice with a hamstring injury. So he should be good to go to play this week, not that you really want to play him anyways. But, Ray, we did have a Thursday night football game yesterday. 12 mm. to 7. Um, you know, mm. it, there was a lot of hype around this game. Hype that it could Bullshit. be 0 0. No hype that hype. it could be the worst game ever. <laughs> hype that it's a game you don't want to watch. And it kind of lived up, man. The first half was 3 nothing, I believe. We got that long touchdown to Dante Pettis. But where do you want to start with Bears versus Commanders? One of the uh, worst games we've seen in a long time. Carson Wentz under 100 yards. Justin Fields, though, not bad, especially for fantasy. Not bad. Not bad. I asked a question, simple question on Twitter last night. I said, how much of it is on Chicago? How much of it is on Justin Fields? Um, It just looks bad all the way around, man. I don't care how you slice it. Chicago's offensive line is bad. 
The weapons aren't great. Fields isn't playing well. The play calling is wild. They don't. Tr- it's just. I don't know, Jay. What 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 are your thoughts after after watching that? Like let's like real takeaways. Yes, the game was bad. Wentz was awful too. So let's not just put it all on Fields. Twelve for twenty-two. Now, granted, Curtis Samuel couldn't catch anything. Right, literally. I mean, he dropped a touchdown pass, dropping shit left and right. But yeah, just 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 alligator boom. arm and everything. Yeah, man. just Nothing. terrible. But the real takeaway: we're looking at a couple of players from this game, right? And it starts with Justin Fields. Where are you at with him long term, man? This was um, he had a beautiful touchdown pass to Austin. Was it Dante Pettis? Austin Pettis? Yeah, Dante Pettis. I don't Dante know which Pettis. one of the Pettises he threw one to them. Um, missed a couple of throws. Was it? it he missed a touchdown was, too, right? It was up and down, man. Where yep. are you at? Where are you at, man? Real, real I think talk. It stocks, like, where you I at? think it stocks higher than it was the week before, right? Okay. I mean, he still took five sacks. He's just over 50% completion percentage, but he did, get, he did get 190, right? So that's important. Did throw one pick, like you mentioned, the long touchdown. Missed a touchdown on a perfectly executed play by the entire team. Legit just threw it over the tight end in the end zone from about right. five yards away. Like you said, up and down with fields. That's that's the problem is he shows the flashes but, you know, if there was another quarterback back there, he would get sacked nine, ten times a game. Like, I believe that Justin Fields has like a 19% sack rate um, when he drops back, and Daniel Jones is at 10%, and he's the second highest. So it's like, you know, you can bash Fields a lot for how he passes the ball, but he gives this team a chance to win. And they did have a chance to win this game. They were right there. The play calling was decent you know darnell mooney didn't catch that pass in the end zone and i actually saw i think it was benjamin Albright broke it down right and the the whip route that he ran wasn't quite the best route for that execution because he ran it basically to the goal line instead of into the end zone and so because he bobbled it he came out of the end zone and they didn't win i mean it wasn't a catch anyways but it's just one of those things like you see the way the bears play and you and i think i can see the upside of the roster like Khalil herbert had a good run dave montgomery ran well Fields, if he hits and the offensive line is better, can be good. We saw Darnell Mooney again, you know, say what you want about Darnell Mooney, seven receptions, 68 yards, including, you know, that goal line reception, which probably shouldn't have counted. Right. He was fine too. And so I don't know what they do with him though, because it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better this year, but hopefully they choose to build around him next year and get him an offensive line. And I think that's what will make a big difference for him. It is a lot of off. You know what it feels like? It feels like the Chicago's Bears quarterback that they had a couple of years ago who was scoring us fantasy points but wasn't winning games, and then they ended up moving on from him after his third year. That's what yeah. it feels like, man. Um, I don't know. I um, I agree that his stock is a little higher this week than it was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, there's still a lot that has to happen in order for that thing to work. There's a lot that yeah. needs to happen. There's a lot that he needs to do. I saw on the broadcast last mm-hmm. night – He's got one. He's got one of the worst O lines, but he's holding on to the ball to th- for three point three five seconds, which is longest time. He's not going to work. Like he's just holding the ball, and that was one of the knocks, one of the fair criticisms of him as a prospect, right? I didn't buy the yeah. bullshit about him not working hard and last in, first out, all of that. I didn't buy any of that narrative. But one of the things that was a consistent theme of him as a prospect coming out of Ohio State was how long he holds on to the ball. And if you've yeah. got an O-line that's shaky, one, it's on the coaches to design plays to get the ball out of your quarterback hand quickly. And then two, it's up to the quarterback to not hold on to the ball. You know? Yeah, yeah he's scoring fantasy points, but we've seen this story before where there are quarterbacks that score fantasy points that get shipped off, right? So as far as dynasty is concerned, 
still not in, still not in. I still like him and I want him yeah. to be well, want him to do well, but I'm still uh still not in on the Justin Fields train, man. And I'll just leave it yep. at that. I hope things change for him, but still not all the way in on the Justin Fields train. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. Is there anybody else on the Chicago side of the ball for fantasy purposes that you want to discuss? Like, no, nah, man. There's, there's I mean, no one. I mean, Herbert ran fair, hard. Yeah, he ran he hard. When he got, they, both the running backs ran, ran fine, in my opinion. They did the best of what they yeah. could. Uh, Cole Komet started out hot. I think he had two receptions in the first drive, and then <laughs> one, nothing one, else. Yeah, yeah, one more after that. Uh, so there's not much to say about that. Uh, on the Washington side of the ball, we could like safely say Carson Wentz is not good. Uh, yeah. I know he's I mean, hurt, but he's not. We want to see if he's hurt, right, and how hurt he is because uh, he did get not, hit on the I on the hand and I'm stuff. Not, but I, no. <laughs> it didn't matter. Well, to be fair to him, though, like there was a, there was some bad passes from him, but Curtis Samuel, what, did he drop three passes in that game? Yeah. One was a yeah, guaranteed he dropped, touchdown. He dropped two on the same drive, I think, in the same season. Yeah. yeah, and so – you know, maybe those things help him a little bit, he, but he wasn't making the best throws to Terry McLaurin. He threw a bomb to Danny Brown that was basically a prayer. He's taken bad sacks. Like, there was a couple times where you're just like, dude, what are you doing? But, I mean, we say that about Carson Wentz every game. I think the only real story is the running back rotation right now in Washington. It's all we care about. Ugh. It's Antonio Gibson versus Brian Robinson. Um, I'm happy. I'm just, <laughs> let me start by saying this. I'm so happy for B-Rob, but, man. Yeah. He is the definition of just a plotter. He is just going to absorb carries for three yards a pop every time. I mean, when they put Antonio Gibson in, it 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 looked, you could tell. I was like, oh, man, that dude's way faster than Brian Robinson. Like, way <laughs> yeah. more juice. But uh, they just, they're just going to feed Brian Robinson. He's the starting running back for the Commanders. He's so, starting running back for the Commanders. Yep. R.I.P. Antonio. And Gibson, it, Gibson's way more explosive, but they just <laughs> insist on slamming it up the A-gap with Brian Robinson or B-Rob trying to bounce it outside. And it looked like that one play towards the goal line where Wentz gave him the block. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got it. Touchdown. Yeah. No <laughs> tackle. Not even I'm close, just like, golly, really. man. This dude right here, bro. But... It's good to see him on the field, but it's golly, man. Like hey, it, man, it, it's he, he uh, we watched tickets, it and we kept matters. it real. Like it's so it's it's so frustrating because it's R.I.P. Gibson because Robinson yeah. is the starter, and then they just keep giving it to him, and he's just plodding his way to three yards a pop. And you're like, yeah, can we get Gibson back on the field? Can you put that twenty four back out there? And yep. He gets out there, he rips off seventeen yard runs, and they park his ass back on the bench. <laughs> The organization the just uh, what it, it seems is, like on the red this zone. This is right? what it is. Seems like on the, the red zone. They told us what they thought about him. They don't trust yeah. him, right? They don't trust him. He's young. He's going to find a home somewhere else, and hopefully, he can get another shot to rehabilitate his career. Because I'm not. The talent is still there. It's just time has probably run up in Washington, run out in Washington. Yeah. But 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 if there were some sort of injury or something to happen, we knock on wood. We don't pray for that kind of stuff around here. But. I think Gibson would be the better option to me. Just looks like the better option. Maybe he's not the best option to slam up the a gap twenty times yeah. a game. Maybe you continue to let Robinson do that. But that's it's if you have two eyes, you can't watch that game and walk away saying B Rob was the better back. There's no way. Like I, you just well, can't do it. But well, Joe Rivera needs to be on the hot huh? seat. Ron Rivera no, needs to be. It's on the, been on the hot seat. It needs it, to be on the hot seat. Legit. Well, you saw how hot he was in the presser, right? Talking to the reporters, saying people saying he didn't want wins. He's like, that's bullshit. Well, you I said read it. The, I watched the film. 
I, I watched the, I read the analytics. Bro, he's a joke, man. Yeah, stop. Hilarious. He's a clown. Stop it. You said it. We didn't say it. You said yep. it, Ron Rivera. Uh, Ask for Terry McLaurin. Just like I talk about TJ Hawkinson being a fraudulent tight end one, Terry McLaurin, I mean, he's an well, awesome. To be fair, you were the one that proclaimed him a wide receiver one, and he's been awful ever since. Dude. Awful. Legitimately? This, what was that? Week you, two of last year? Week three? I don't know when it was, but it was, it like, was like, three, like. The receipts are out there. You were like, man, he could be top 12, top 10. And it was like, Dude, legitimately after i said ever that, since ever yeah. ever like every ever since i said that it's been downhill you just need to say that you're out you just need to say, i'm out i hate terry mclaurin he's no good dude, just i gotta i gotta go bad juju on players for real dude golly <laughs> all right man and he only had four targets man it was bad yeah but he did Carson run a couple Lynch. they'll find a new ran a couple sweeps year. and for everybody out there that thinks they're gonna play sam howell if something happens to Carson Wentz, it's 100 gonna be taylor heineke just just yeah, he wasn't even you, active today. He was yeah, out again today. Just, just in case you think it's going to be Howell season, it's probably not. So, week six, NFL. Anything anything else from the game? Any other takeaways, Jay? Any uh, other no. takeaways? Bellas Jones? Is he going to be a thing? Dropping punts? <laughs> Bro, so I mean, I, 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 and I watched every moment of that game because there were storylines yeah. that I wanted to see. I did want to see the Robinson-Gibson storyline. I did want to watch Justin... It's it's sad when we were all watching that game together, Jay, and it was like, does he complete a pass? Is he gonna? He got one. He completed a pass. Like you don't yeah. say about any other quarterback in the NFL, yeah. none. But we're watching that. And we're like, oh man, he completed one, seventeen yards. He's yeah, is it down up. the field? Is it past ten yards? Yeah, like, stock yeah. up. Are they letting him throw deep? Yeah, I don't know, it's man. Bad. Well, let's get to some other games, man. Uh, we got bye weeks this week, so. We've got a yep. lot of teams not. We got a couple of teams not playing. It Detroit, was, Tennessee, Vegas, yeah. and Houston, Houston are all yeah. off. So no Damian Pierce, no Jacobs, no Amon Ra. Probably need Amon Ra to rest up another week. No Derrick yep. Henry. You know those are those are the key players out. And now we don't have to worry about Washington and Chicago. And hopefully you started nobody from that game. And I did start McLaurin in a couple of spots. And I started B Rob in a couple of spots. Just off. That's all right. That right? Got a touchdown. So we got a, we got all the other good teams playing in the middle of the on Sunday, and then we got the Monday night matchup between Denver and LA. So Jay, let's start with some uh, running back not so obvious starts of the week because again, uh, I don't need to tell you to start Saquon Barkley or Alvin Kamara. You kind of know that, right? I think one yep. of the big the big names that sort of like a hot name that's out there, and people are like, "Oh man, do we start them?" Still waiting on a practice report today, but I want to go to Arizona. And talk about Eno Benjamin versus the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, Seattle's giving up the most rushing yards per game to running backs at a buck seventy per game. Mm. They are giving up. And they yep. like to score. They want to push the ball down the field. And they too will probably score in Arizona, whose defense is not very good. Now, they held up well versus Philadelphia last week. Kudos to them. But again, Seattle giving up a buck seventy per game. Jay, I'm at the point where even if James Conner is active, I'm not trusting it, dude. He's already fired. ruled out. Is he? He's is he ruled, ruled out? out? Okay, cool. Yeah, he's been ruled out already. Cool. He's out because yesterday I yeah. saw he didn't practice yesterday, and it was up to today to see if he would get on the field. But Eno Benjamin, I'm firing him up with absolute confidence. I would start him over some bigger name guys like Clyde Edwards Elaire. Would you start him over Miles Sanders versus Dallas? I would. I'd start him over mm, that. Yeah. Would you I'm start him over that. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson? 100%. Would you, would you 100%. start him over Najee Harris? You know, these are conversations yeah. people are going to have. I'd start him over yeah. Najee. Let me ask you this. 
Would you start him over the Green Bay running backs this week? Ooh, that's an interesting one because yeah. I do still like them a lot, okay. obviously. Uh, the potential is there. You know what, Ray? I think you're right. I think you can start him over the Green Bay running backs. Maybe not Aaron Jones, but if you want to start him over AJ over Dillon, AJ I don't Dillon? hate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, AJ Dillon's a guy that we really like. We see, we know he sees quite a bit of volume compared to other running backs. But I do like it. It's it's like you said. It's a great spot. It's one of the best situations. They are playing the Jets, so the Jets defensive line is fine, and I think they AJ Dillon will plot his way to a couple of carries. But Aaron Jones is the guy that you want. Like you're not right, starting over Aaron Jones, you. and, yeah, and you're starting him said, every week. That's why I said the combined running backs, right? Fifty percent snap share versus Philly. Ran twenty yeah. routes, had three receptions, fifty three total yards, a touchdown. This could be the Eno Benjamin kind of blow up game versus Seattle. So I really like Eno yes. Benjamin. Versus the Seahawks in this one. Definitely starting him over him. Would you start him over J.K. Dobbins? Would you start him over Dobbins? Let's get... Yep. You would start him over J.K. Dobbins? Dobbins isn't getting enough work, right? Okay. Like, he sees... Okay. He's not getting anything receiving game. He's getting, you know, 10 to 12 carries. Last week, I believe he had eight carries. Um, and that was in a close game, right? So that's part of the problem, is that he's not really getting enough work right now. And to your point, you know, if he knows the guy, and Darrell Williams is another guy who's been injured and could be out as well. And so if he's out, then you're looking at basically just... Um, you know, Benjamin running that whole show. And I, and I think he will be great in that offense. I got what I'm going to throw one more out there before, before we get to you, Jay. Uh, I want to go to San Francisco because I do not think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be able to move the ball at all against San Francisco. Zero, not going to be able to move the ball. One of the toughest defenses in the NFL, giving up the least pass passing yards per game. Marcus Mariota can't throw worth a dime. I really like Jeff Wilson Jr. this week. Now, Atlanta's rush defense yeah. is right in the middle of the road. They're giving about 114 rushing yards per game, which is 16th. They traded away linebacker Deion Jones to the Cleveland Browns this past week. But Jeff Wilson Jr., yo, and I, I know people are saying, oh, they're, they're going to activate Tyrion Davis-Price. Oh, Kyle boy. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's known to ride the hot hand. I'm firing up Jeff Wilson, man. A lot of those players that we just talked about, the Rams backs, Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, I feel a lot more comfortable with Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Atlanta at 12 o'clock than some of these other big name running backs that we just want to throw out there because they have the name. So I just want to throw that out there. Jeff Wilson Jr., I like his matchup as well. I'll throw one more out there. Brees Hall, you got to fire him up with confidence versus yes. Green Bay. Green Bay's yeah. given up 126 on the ground. We saw yep. Saquon have a, a, a nice game on the ground through the air. Green Bay's coming back from London. I mm-hmm. like... Brees Hall. I'm firing up all three of those guys with confidence this week. All three. Yeah. Yeah. I think to your point, both Jeff Wilson and Brees Hall have legitimate top 10 upside, right? I don't know Absolutely. if it's there for, you know, Benjamin, but uh, definitely Absolutely. Jeff Wilson and, and Brees Hall both have top 10 and Brees Hall might even have higher than that upside um, as far as what we're looking at projections wise. But Ray, my guy is um someone I don't think people are going to necessarily think to start this week. Let's and maybe see. they will. Maybe I'll give them some more credit. But uh, it's Devin Singletary, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. I know it's easy to look at his last week and be like, okay, Jordan, but it was a blow-up game and he didn't do anything. I'm like, I know. I get it. I get it. But Kansas City, and I talked about this in the prop video. I've talked about it in Discord a lot. They are allowing the most targets, receptions, and receiving yards to running backs this season. They have one of the best rushing defense, or rush, yeah, rushing defenses in the NFL. Now, of course, Josh Jacobs made them look not so great, but they do have one of the better rushing defenses in the NFL. We know that Josh Allen's going to throw it. Let me give you some stats, right, on Devin Singletary. He is first in targets per game at the running back position. Or sorry, no, he is ninth in targets per game at the running back position. He's 11th in target share, 12.4%. And he's tied for fourth in routes run per game. He is on par with Christian McCaffrey 
and DeAndre Swift at running routes okay. out of the running back spot. So he's getting a lot of opportunities in the receiving game. We know that playing against Kansas City is not going to be easy, but what they're going to do, they're going to play him the way that everyone plays Josh Allen. You're going to play him two high safeties, unless, of course, you're Pittsburgh because they're idiots, but you'll play him two high safeties. They'll sit back. They'll let Josh Allen dump it down. Same way Miami played him because that's the only way you're going to stop Josh Allen and we know that that's the way they're going to have to play him. And I think that opens a, a lot of things for Singletary. He didn't have a great week last week, but this week he should be fine. I think he's got a good shot of running a touchdown in as well. I think he's a guy that has sneaky top 12 upside because of maybe another game where he catches eight to 10 passes like he did in the Miami game. And that was one way they really moved the ball. So I think that Singletary is a great start this week. Not as much probably going to get done on the ground, but he can get a lot done through the air. And he's shown that in his stats so far this season. Can I give people a, a, a down and dirty running back start that uh, you <laughs> didn't like it? You didn't like it, and I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna I didn't make like it. you didn't great. like it, but I'm gonna make the case for uh, him right now. And it's the Sunday night game, and it's Zeke Elliott, man, and he's gonna plot his way, right? Just just a la Brian Robinson. We just saw one plotter. We're gonna see another one. But here's the thing, bro. Zeke Elliott has no less than a 60% snap share in any game this season. He's had no less than 10 carries. And after week one, it's been 15 carries, 15 carries, 19 carries, 22 carries versus the Rams. He's still running about 11 to 12 routes per game. He's not getting targeted a bunch. But on the road, Sunday night, with Cooper Rush at the helm versus Philadelphia and their passing defense, I expect Dallas to try to ball control it. Keep Philadelphia off the field. These are two very good defenses. I do not think it's going to be some high-scoring game. I think the over-under total is like 41 right now, 42 points for this one. So People talked about the the Bears game last night. Oh, 39-point total over-under. The the Cowboys and the Eagles are at like 41, 42 42, points. 42, yeah. 42 points. It's going to be a grind game. They're going to try to grind that thing out, right? And Zeke, one thing that you can depend upon, dude is getting his 15-plus carries. He's just yeah. he's going to get it. You're praying for a touchdown, right? Because we know he's going to rip off a long run. But I don't think this is fade Zeke Elliott in this matchup on the road for Cooper Rush versus arguably a top-two team in the NFL. They are not about to say, Cooper Rush, go win it. Go, go sling it 35 times versus Philly. It's going to be pick six city if that happens. So I think you can roll out Ezekiel Elliott with confidence, people are saying Zeke over J-Rob. No. So so the the counterpoint to Zeke, right, is that not teams don't really run much against Philly, which makes sense. They're up in a lot of games. They're going um, to and run. They don't allow a they're ton of running ch- yards. They're not going to have a choice, man. Yeah, yeah. but they, they allow about 80 rushing yards per game, right? So splitting that between Pollard and Zeke, you're probably looking at about 50 yards or so for Zeke and then kind of going from there. But okay. I think to your point, right, he's going to get he's going to get the volume. It's just can he do anything with that volume? And sometimes betting on volume is better than betting on something else. You look at Brian Robinson, you, if you bet on the volume, yes, he only got you like 12 points. But it's better than betting on Antonio Gibson being the complimentary back, splitting work with McKissick just because you think he's more talented. Betting on the volume is not always a bad situ- bad strategy in fantasy football. And that's why I don't mind it, right? If you're getting down and dirty, you need a flex. You know, an RB3, RB4, Zeke could be the guy that you want to ro- roll out there because he will get the volume kind of guaranteed. Now, do you want to go over to wide receiver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, let's do what's some wide receivers. Not so obvious wide receiver starts of the week. Who we got? Do you want me to start with my guy, or do you want to start with start, yours? I, think I, 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 I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is, but I got I got Okay. Is it Antoine? 
I, my my guy is Tyler Lockett. To okay, start, Tyler Lockett. Right? Let's um, go. So he does have he does have a hamstring injury. And I know people can say, "Oh, Tyler Lockett, blah blah blah." I get it. You know, Tyler Lockett's a good player, right? But Tyler Lockett has legitimate top five upside this week. So whether you're playing in a twelve team league, a ten team league, an eight team league, you want to start Tyler Lockett. He's got a thirty percent target share versus zone coverage, ninth in yards per route run versus zone. Now, Ray, why is that important? Because the Cardinals have run zone on ninety percent of pass plays this se- or in the past two weeks. Beginning of the season, they started running zone at about a 50-60% clip. They switched that entirely, and now they're running zone a lot more. You saw the success of that against or against um, Jalen Hurts, but against Tyler Lockett, it's not going to be the same. DK Metcalf is the man beater on this offense, and Tyler Lockett Whoa. is the zone beater. He's seventh in fantasy points per game versus zone, and the Cardinals, like I mentioned, played zone on 90% of plays in the past two weeks. So Tyler Lockett is a guy who has extremely high upside. A lot of people have him ranked as wide receiver too. But he's legitimate wide receiver one candidate. And for people who do know, his history against Arizona is well documented. And he absolutely torches them every season. So you want to make sure you get Tyler Lockett in your lineups. In my opinion, top five upside um, and should definitely be a wide wide receiver one this week. Ray, who do you want to start with for your wide receiver spot for your start of the week? Oh, boy. This is is tough, man, because I want to go with my boy. I want to ride with GP. Because he got that yep. dog in him. I want to ride with George Pickens. He's got that dog in him. The chemistry with Kenny Pickett is evident. We see it. Yep. It's clear. He's being used in this offense. I don't want to say like the one, but he's being used. It like is. A, he's, no, he's being, being used like the one. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want to say it. Deontay Johnson is still there. I don't want to say it, but I really want to roll out George Pickens. Now, the hesitancy. The hesitancy there is he's playing Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is no joke. They're seventh in the NFL. They're only giving up 193 passing yards per game. Mm -hmm. They can get after the quarterback. We know Pittsburgh offensive line is rough. It's almost sort of like the same argument that we use for the the Zeke Elliott of the world. And it's just like the volume, right? Kenny Pickett, they're probably going to be behind. He's going to have to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. I I like George Pickens this week. And even though this is a tough defensive matchup, I think you have to stay in the George Pickens flames. This week in the chemistry that he's developing with Pickett, even though Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr., this is going to be a tough task for Pittsburgh. It's going to be a tough task for Kenny Pickett. It's going to be a tough task for George Pickens. But Mm -hmm. I am going to put him out there with confidence. Now, I'll just say I tried hard, Jay. Hard. People. Hard. Very hard to find somebody from the New York Giants to start. Because this Baltimore pass defense is bad. Not good. Worst in the yeah. NFL, giving up 290 yards per game. I just can't find anybody, Jay. I can't find yep. anybody. Now, what it lends me to think about, <laughs> and it's it's your, you, you got to be in deep leagues. This is not for your 10-team league, and it probably yeah. ain't for a 12-team single quarterback league. Where are you at with Daniel Jones this week versus Baltimore, dog? Where are you at with that? I'm trying to. I want to. I'm okay with it. Are you okay? So let me get. I'll give you the. I'll give you the receiver. It's Darius Slayton. Um, Okay. I know that sounds disgusting, but you know, over the past two weeks, he's got a 22% target share. He's run 16 routes, 28% targets per route run, a dot of 17. 
air yards of 88 yards per game and a team air yard share of 56.7%, which is second in the NFL over the past two weeks, only behind Darnell Mooney. So you think about if you're if you're betting on a guy to hit that home run, it's going to be Darius Slayton because he's the guy running the deep routes and getting the deep targets. Now, again, I don't necessarily want to go there, but if you were to go to anybody, I think that Darius Slayton, unfortunately, for better or worse, is the guy. He's higher than Devontae Adams. He's higher than Mike Williams, higher than Justin Jefferson, higher than A.J. Brown in team air yard share. So, again, tell you what you want, the air yards, as we like to say on this show sometimes. Yeah. But um, if you're betting on anybody, it should be Darius Slayton. Uh, but back to Daniel Jones, I think well, that he on, does hold on, have hold a hold good... on, hold on, real quick, Jay, real quick, real quick. One more receiver, man, because we saw almost a triplage. Is that even a word? He almost no. tripled his. Okay, he almost tripled his routes run from week okay. four to week five, and it was against one of the better cornerbacks in the league, Patrick Sertain the second. Fifty nine percent snap share last week versus Denver. Our boy White yes, Antoine. White Antoine Pierce versus the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I feel good about it. Jacksonville's kind of middle of the road versus the pass. Them and Indianapolis are back-to-back, right? They're both giving up about 215 passing yards per game. But mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, pull out that uh, that Peter Griffin, that meme where he's holding up the uh, the, the skin color chart. Antoine, yep. although the name is, is definitely black, the skin color is most definitely white. And Matt Ryan has targeted him, man. That's a bad boy. We talked about him in the draft process. He's got speed. He's he looks more explosive than Michael Pittman Jr. He looks a little more, he looks like he got a little more juice than MPJ. He keep, really if we, does. If we keeping it real, looks like he got a little more juice than Pittman Jr. But I, I think you can fire up Alec Pierce this week with some confidence, dog. Dynasty Barry asked me right here. Would you feel better throwing out Alec Pierce versus Jacksonville, who could put up some points on Indy? Or Brandon Ayuk yep. versus a team that they're probably going to beat to oblivion this week uh, and and get his four customary targets. Like, which who do you want? It's close, right? Um, man, I think I, I think in some ways it's Alec Pierce. Uh, but again, this is this is kind of my strategy in football is I bet on volume. You know, he's been getting the volume. He led the team in yards, targets, and receptions last week. Michael Pittman is great, but if Alec Pierce is going to eat into his workload, I'm which not. nobody is talking about. No one's talking about how Alec Pierce may be legitimately eating into Michael Pittman's share of the pie. Everyone thinks, oh, Michael Pittman, 15 targets a game, 100 yards, 9-8 receptions, deep targets. Man, Alec Pierce has been getting it done. I'm so confused by the chat right now. They're just like, it's no doubt Brandon Ayuk. This dude, he hasn't even hit 30 routes run in a game this year. No, man. No. No. So, okay. Back okay, to back so weeks, let's... four targets, three receptions, four targets, four. Like, that's what I'm not. But, I, but I he can't he do can it. break a big one, though. He they can break a big one. Him. They don't need him this week. Man. No, they they're don't. They're about to no, pound Atlanta into submission. They're not. They, you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go out there and air raid offense that thing versus Atlanta? I just can't do it with Ayuk. I don't, I don't see it, man. I would 100% start Alec Pierce over Brandon Ayuk. I, 100%. And 100%. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, Ray, going to my quarterback start of the week, it actually was Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, and okay. I talked about yeah. this. I know. I, I talked about this yeah. on the waiver show, people who did watch. I did say start Justin Fields as well. So if you start Justin Fields, you're in good shape. But Atlanta is top 10 in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position, right? That's step one. Do they allow the points to the quarterback? Yes. They are also fourth in passing yards allowed, Right. And their second lowest in pressure rate. The biggest issue for the 49ers is their pass blocking, right? We know that um, their left tackle, Trent Williams, is probably not going to play in this game. So they're going to have 
a backup left tackle. That's the biggest issue for the Niners. But if the Atlanta Falcons can't get pressure and they don't pressure the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo can just sit back there and deal, right? And that's the that's the only reason why if you do want to start IU, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, they could be in fine spots because Atlanta's not going to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to scheme it up. To your point, they're going to run with Jeff Wilson, which is the reason why we like him. But they could also pass the ball, and it may not be a ton, but they could break big plays. This team is allowing a ton of big plays on defense. They're not getting pressure. So those deep routes, those long plays that take time to develop that San Francisco can scheme up, those plays are going to be available to the Niners. And maybe Ayuk is a guy who scores some, but we've seen Debo as another guy who scores a lot. Obviously, you're starting him. And so I get why maybe you want to start Ayuk because the situation is good for everybody involved there, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't start Pierce. I think to your point, starting Pierce over Ayuk isn't bad because you know that Pierce is going to get the volume. But that's my small case for the Atlanta for uh, starting against Atlanta, maybe starting Ayuk, starting Jimmy Garoppolo if you have to in a pinch as a QB2 or something. Uh, but he's kind of my dirty start of the week at quarterback. Look at B-Roy using my word. Everybody fraudulent. We're calling people fraudulent. Ayuk is a fraudulent wide receiver 2-3. He's probably just a wide receiver 2-3, but you He's feel good. me. You, y'all y'all, y'all are starting good. to catch on. Y'all are starting to catch on. You know who I like this week at quarterback, man? It's time. He's, they're okay. back home. They're Talk back home where they, they, where they won. They won national championships. It's their home okay. state. He already said he's going to go get some uh, voodoo rolls. Jamar yep. Chase. Cincinnati Bengals. I'm firing up Joe Burrow, baby. I think they. I think they're going to put on an absolute show versus New Orleans back home. I really like this spot for him. New Orleans, kind of middle of the road versus the pass. They're not bad. They're not great. They've got a decent pass rush. Here's why I think it's going to be a big game for Burrow because New Orleans, their linebackers are pretty damn good. Pete Warner and Demario Davis yep. are pretty good at stopping the run. I know Kenneth Walker ripped off that 69 yarder versus them last week, but I do mm-hmm. believe. Since he's been kind of like the engine has been sputtering a little bit to get going this year, and they're still third in the NFL in plays run per game. I think they're third. Yeah, they're running 69.8 point plays per game, which is only behind Arizona and Philadelphia. So they're running the plays, right? And say what you want about Joe Mixon. I know you had a tweet that went viral, Joe Mixon telling his runs, standing up, sitting down. But he... He's, he's plotting a little better than some of the other ones. Like, he looked good to me versus Baltimore. He's Joe Mixon. He's yeah. a tank, right? But I think this is a spot where Joe Burrow is going to is going to have to get the ball out and score, man, because New Orleans' offense is starting to come along. Alvin Kamara running a little bit better. I don't think we're going to see Chris Olave in this one, but they're going to try to involve Taysom Hill. But I do think Cincinnati is going to – Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in particular are going to want to put on a show – back home in Louisiana. So I'm really digging me some Joe Burrow this week. I know some people are a little, I don't know about the offense. They're looking like, you know, they're looking frauds. Joe Burrow's looking like a fraudulent QB1. But I'm firing them up. I'm firing them up before Jimmy damn Garoppolo, I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, I hope you'd start Joe Burrow over Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you need a start, you know, I don't mind Jimmy Garoppolo. And to your point, right? And oh boy, let's Alabe let's go with our practicing. He's practicing. Perfect, and he's he'll practicing. be playing as long as he's practicing. He's playing. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the Saints are allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers outside, right? So that bodes well for Jamar Chase having a big game, right? And that's that's what we're looking for here: is can Jamar Chase have a big game? Yes. Teams are playing them cover two. Yes. 90% of yes, plays, they're just way back there. They don't even care if they, if Burrow throws it deeper, they run. They're just waiting, right? And waiting look at for that this. Marlon's saying it. Lattimore is banged up as well. I'm telling you, this is the blow-up chase game. This is the blow-up chase game, man. This is it. And T. Higgins doesn't play? 
then are you concerned uh, about the disposal? Is he practice? I can't. He he didn't practice yesterday, but yeah, he screwed I, he's me a over tough last start. week. He screwed a lot of people a, over last week. Screwed a lot yeah, of people he's a over last week. He's a tough start. He's a tough start. Like I, I would be starting Isaiah McKenzie over T Higgins. If he doesn't play, Ooh. I would start Khalil Shakur over the. It sounds gross, but you gotta. Th- those are the other guys. You know, we talked about them a lot though. Bills wide receiver three, whoever it is, Khalil Shakur t- or okay, I got one Isaiah more from McKenzie. That game. One more from that game. Oh, how do you feel? Okay. He had six for ninety. He looked like okay. he was the number two option next to Travis Kelsey versus Buffalo. They're gonna put. Oh, up, no. We think they're gonna put up points. Just talk to just 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 talk to me, man. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Any interest in throwing him out there? If you've got three wide receiver spots, deep flex spots, are is there any interest in starting Marquez Valdez Scantling? Listen, listen. Last week he looked like their best wide receiver option. I think he, he leads their the wide receiver room in targets, receptions, and yards this year. Uh, 81% snap share, 41 routes versus the Raiders last week. The most routes he's run all game this year. Eight targets, season high for MVS. Six receptions, season high for MVS. 90 yards, season high for MVS. He was wide receiver 20 on the week last week with 15 points in that game. Again, versus Buffalo, who will move the ball. We know Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. You talked about Devin Singletary in the NFL mm-hmm. front runner for MVP right now, Josh Allen. They're going. If I'm Buffalo, if I'm Buffalo, the game plan is this: it's simple. Anybody else can beat me. You could let Clyde yeah. beat me. You can put Pacheco back there. Anybody else can beat me. Travis Kelsey will not do it. I will not allow Travis Kelsey to beat me. So MVS. Juju, Sky, whomever you have, Mahomes, they've got to do it. And Sean McDermott is a smart coach. They're not about to let that happen, man. They're not about yeah. to let Kelsey go out there and just run ramps, ramp it over him. MVS, talk to me about him, baby. Talk, let's, these are the not-so-obvious. Do you want me to tell you to start Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson? What do you think about MVS? I think he's fine. Um, it's It's tough, man. He's one of those guys that you see him performing well, you're like, yeah, where has this been, right? Like you mentioned, where has this been this whole time? Yeah. His average depth of target is up uh, over the course of the season. It's 9.2 yards, but over the past two weeks, it's 11.7 yards, right? His catch rate has gone up. He's he's running more routes. His target share has actually, it's not quite past Judas Smith-Schuster, but it's a lot closer than it's been, right? So to your point, he's been getting more involved. Yes, we've seen man. that. We've been seeing that over and over. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to hit the big play because that's going to be tough against Buffalo with their, with their safeties. They're very talented. But I just I don't know if it's the right matchup with MVS. And it's one of those things, right? You gotta really dive into the weeds here if you're gonna pick between Juju and MVS because it's very dependent on coverage and what ends up happening. But I think to your point, Ray, MVS is a guy that can perform. And and while he did drop up a couple passes out there, he didn't look his best. If he has a good game, I think the biggest thing here, I don't expect a blow up game from Juju. I just don't see it. No, it hasn't been no happening. one does. No, it's the, you right? don't have to dive into it's, the weeds anyway. You, His yards per route run is so low right now. Like it's just I don't I don't want to start him because the upside isn't there. With with Marquez Valdez Scantling, at least you have the upside. Two point five one yards per route run, eleven and a half a dot versus a zero point seven nine yards per route run and a five point seven a dot for Juju Smith Schuster. Again, there's just not a lot of upside with Juju right now, and so you want to start MVS. I think that's where the difference is. Is that if you're betting on a blow up game and a guy who you want to have an upside. It's MVS for sure in this offense, especially recently with how he's been playing. Can I give you one more? Can I give you one more not so obvious that we that we saw them at a point in the game after they tried their traditional stuff? Uh, yeah. They got him involved down the field. 
Rondell Moore, 90% snap share in oh, back-to-back boy. weeks. 30-plus routes run in back-to-back weeks. He had 35 last week. Eight targets, seven receptions, 68 yards. Now, only 15 of them were in the air. And when they started out, it was just the traditional Rondell Moore bullshit, right? Screen, screen, reverse. Then they said, yeah. all right, we'll throw it to you when you're down the field a little bit. And it turned yeah. out well. Again, versus a Seattle team who the defensive defense, they're not very good. We're projecting both of these defenses to give up points. Where are you at with Rondell Moore this week? Because I kind of like, I'm starting Rondell in some spots. I'm starting Rondell in some spots. Where are you at with Rondell this week versus Seattle? I think he's fine. You know, like you okay. mentioned, his eight out was actually. And real quick, Jay, we are not recommending <laughs> these as top 12 options, right? We're giving no. you something outside of that when you're picking between Rondell Moore and DJ Moore. Like, which more would you rather start? DJ Moore with PJ Walker, Rondell Moore with Kyler Murray. Like, it's, it's Fair. these are the questions that you're asking on Sunday morning. So where are you at with no James Conner? You got Eno Benjamin running the ball. We still don't have DeAndre. This is going to be an interesting offense to watch operate here in the next couple of weeks because right now you've got a top tight end in Zach Ertz. You got a top wide yep. receiver in Hollywood Brown. You got Rondell Moore with a 90% snap share. And then you're about to get back DeAndre Hopkins. Can this offense support four weapons? I doubt it. No. But what do you think about Rondell Moore this week? I think he's fine, right? So the concern, right, is obviously Hollywood Brown. Um, his target share is massive. His route run is obviously crazy. Um, but the biggest thing, right, like you mentioned, Rondell Moore's average depth of target is actually higher than Marquise Brown's over the past two weeks. And so his involvement in the offense has been actually down the field, which we haven't seen over the last little while. So I don't mind it. Um, I I'm, am worried this is like a massive blow-up game for Zach Ertz because the Seattle Seahawks are the worst team in football against the tight end, okay. and it's not even close. Okay. So, Meg, I mean, you're starting Zach Ertz, but if you're – Thinking about maybe not start Zach Ertz because yes. he should have a massive game. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. So we talked about MVS and we talked about his stats, and they actually very much mirror Rondell Moore's over the past few weeks. 13 A dot and a 1.33 yards per route run, which is very similar to Marcus Valdez Scantling's 1.5 and 11.5. So you think about MVS in another high-scoring game. This game is a much more winnable game, in my opinion, for the Cardinals. And we know that Geno Smith is going to put up points on the other end. We already have Tyler Lockett starting on the other side. So I think there's a really good shot that he does have a good game. You know, like you mentioned, he could see upwards of six receptions, five receptions in this game pretty easily. Probably sees seven, eight, nine targets potentially. And especially to your point with James Conner not being there, we won't see the plotter in the running game, right? Eno Benjamin will get his carries, but it won't be anything crazy. Seattle's pass rush has got awful. They play terrible defense. Everything should be open for them to run on this game. And so I do like Rondell Morris to start. I think he's got a lot of opportunities in this one. Oh, what's up, Cast This is my Sands right there. Shout out to you, the bros, man. Keep so far. Uh, Jay, any other wide receiver, uh, any w- other wide receivers you want to talk about before we, uh, quickly? Not really. No, it's, and here's so a, it's you, got, just been, you got some tight ends. Here's the thing though, man. Like, honestly, like I know we're talking about these names people, but as you look across the landscape, it, it, this has been a unique fantasy season where a lot of the big names that we consider to be these must start options, these weekly slam dunk yeah. plays, they haven't been cashing out for us, man. They, they mm-hmm. haven't. Like, you've got some consistent studs, right? W- why are you listening to any show that's telling you to fucking start Cooper Cup? Like, what? Okay. Yes. We can do I'm that. Cup. Yeah, I'm going to start yeah. Jefferson. I'm starting Chase. Like, but there are a lot of teams who are down, right? They, they've got underproducing weapons. They've got players that aren't, that aren't coming to fruition this year. They've got injuries across the board. They loaded up on running backs. Let me ask you straight up, Jay. 
Would you rather start Cam Akers or Rondell Moore this week? Mm, I guess I'm starting Rondell Moore because I'm. You can't start Cam Akers. Dude is legit unstartable. And here's right the thing: now. you, you just, drafted you Akers way ahead of Moore, so you got people out there that are just going to slam him into their lineup because it's like, oh damn, I drafted him in round four. I got to play him. You don't have to play him. Play Jacoby Myers. Play a Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like when I'm in that boat, when I'm when I'm there, right? And I'm looking for me. Yeah. This is just my strategy and process. If I've got to think between Brandon Ayuk and MVS, like I'm just shooting for upside at that point. Like I don't need the yeah. floor. I don't need four for 30. I don't need four yeah. for 30. I don't need four for 40. I need the chance that MVS catches two for 80 and he scores one of them. I just, I'm just shooting for the upside. What's four for 20 going to get me? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Nothing. So I'm just shooting for the upside. And that's, I think when you're in those kind of spots and you're picking your last flex spot or your last option, like, What's four? If four for forty is what's going to be the the differentiator between you winning or losing, then I mean, all right, I guess. But I'm just shooting for the upside with those cats. Any tight ends? Any tight ends you want to talk about? I have a really dirty one. Really dirty. Let me hear. Can I interest you in Cade Otten as a start of the week? Yes, you can. Interesting. He is playing Pittsburgh, right? He's mm-hmm. playing Pittsburgh, one of the worst defenses in the league. They do play a lot of man coverage, which is great for Mike Evans, great for Chris Godwin. I actually talked about Rashad White as a potential start of the week this week. Again, if you really need one because you're very down bad at running back. But K. Dodden has run the second most routes in all of football at the tight end position over the last two weeks. His target share is only 11.6%, but he is playing really well. You know, every week for the past two weeks, he's gone up in receiving yards. He had six receptions on seven targets last week and the week before that, three receptions on four targets now again 43 yards 29 yards not anything special but i think out of a streaming tight end at best you would take six receptions and 43 yards because that is still 10 fantasy points and i think we're going to be in good shape there so for me kate Auden is definitely startable i i like everybody on the bucks this week because the steelers are awful but i do think that if you really need to start a tight end and you got nothing I think that Kate Auden actually is a pretty good option because he's run, running more routes than pretty much everybody in all of football right now. I like that. I like that, Jay. I, I think that that is dirty, but I don't mind it. I mean, I got another – Daniel Bellinger was another one that I was going to bring up, right? Daniel Bellinger yep. versus the Ravens. Jones, you, you just never know what you're going to get from Daniel Jones. But he is yep. giving Bellinger a couple of looks here and there. Um, some people are saying Zach Gentry. I'm not starting any Dallas tight end. If I had to fi- – if you had to fire one up, my God – uh, probably be Peyton Hendershot, but just try to find another option. Don't don't yep. do that. Er- Eric Eric uh, Sobert is another one that's actually running a ton er- of routes. Dude, he's, ta- he's running I've told you about routes. It's Eric Saubert. Yeah. Shirt Saubert. 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 My apologies to Mr. Saubert. It's Saubert from Denver. Saubert. I would try to find another option before you get to that Monday night matchup. But yes, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Kyle dirty, Pitts. Dirty. Kyle Pitts. No. Come on, bro. We're not, start, we're not starting Kyle Pitts. I'm, we're starting Evan oh, Ingram man. because Evan Ingram has a great matchup. 20% target share, running 50 routes. He's an actually, he's a really good start this week, but people probably have him on their rosters already because Evan Ingram is is getting looks. Yeah, the milk crate just said it, Evan Ingram. Um, he is another guy. He's ninth in routes over the past two weeks. He's getting looks. He's, he's in a great spot this week. All right. There it is. Not so obvious starts of the week. And yes, this do not start anybody that we mentioned over the top guys that you all know. You should fucking go start Saquon Barkley and company. Is JT playing yeah. this week? If JT's not playing, should I be. like De- if he's not, I like Deion Jackson. If he's not, just saying okay. that. He looked good. He looked okay. good. He looked good last Thursday. If JT's yeah. not, they got the Jags. Not bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. If 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 JT's not, which you said he is, so there it is. We he's practicing. Yes, yeah, so it should be playing. Oh man, Jay, Kate Otten or Kyle Pitts? 
Don't be, don't don't not, don't do. I'm not. It, it's K. Dotton. You got to defend. You, do, that. You, do, do you do you want what? What do I have to defend? K. Dotton had more receiving yards last week than Kyle Pitts has had pretty much all season. Like the, Kyle Pitts has a hamstring injury. They're playing against the Niners, which are one of the best defenses in all of football, especially against the pass, versus one of the worst defenses in all of football against the pass. I mean, what more what more reasons do you need to start K. Dotton over Kyle Pitts? This is one of those weeks where you don't like you have a fringe tight end who at best is a back end yeah, tight end one. There's no there's no reason to start Kyle Pitts in one of the worst matchups possible in the NFL. Like, what are they going to do against him? Let's be like, honestly, you're praying he gets you 40 yards like you're praying. Yeah, he gets that, you 40 those yards. linebackers are, are, are very good. They're, They're very good. Law, and that's Fred Warner. Let me, check their, let me check the stats for them. They they're, are, they're good. I'm telling you what the stats are. They've they're only good. given up 34.8 fantasy points to the tight end all season, which is what? fifth in football. Yeah. Yeah. They've only given up right. 171 receiving yards all year to the tight end, which is third in football. There it is. Not so, so obvious starts of the week. Good job, Jack. You came with you. it, man. People said that you just rolled out of bed. You were late, and all you had to do was roll out of bed. But Ray, you know, Ray, you know where you go, and I have to give a shout out to them. Thirty third team edge tool is disgusting. Go check it out. <laughs> it's it all everything I spit off yards per route run. Man, I thought you actually share. did some research. Bro, it's I mean I was doing the research, but that's that's where you find it. They got coverage data, everything you need. Um, it's it's one of my favorite sources. I use it all the time. I I need to credit it more. But it is one of the best sources on. Oh, on this the market. is a dirty one. Let's answer this for Cole World real quick, and we got some super chats. We got to get to Skylar Thompson or Bailey Zappi this week. Hmm, Skylar Thompson. Let me. Who, who do they play? So we got Bailey Zappi. Uh, is Skylar Thompson plays against Minnesota? Minnesota. That's yeah. all right. And then the Browns on the other end. Hmm. So they're going to run the ball a lot in New England. We know Ramondre Stevenson's got top five upside. I think it's Skylar Thompson. I think I roll, roll, I'm, I'm, I'm a, roll, I'm a little worried. Well, uh, if you're a, if you're having what, to start Bailey Zappi or Skylar Thompson, you're you, probably one and four. You're probably one. Would and four. you shoot upside in that situation? I'm though? shooting upside. I'm shooting Skylar Thompson. Okay. Yeah, just okay. I'm banking on him getting the ball to Tyreek. He can run. You're probably yeah. one and four, zero oh and five. What do you have to lose? Yeah. If you're zero oh and five, just shoot for upside. You're you're not going to win yeah. the league. Your, your fantasy season's over. Tap in the or you D, got golf on by. Get ready. Right? Get ready for to the twenty twenty three NFL draft. If you're starting Skylar Thompson this week, just have fun. Start Skylar. Shout out to Rico Stone. The wake up crew might not Stone. come when when y'all want them to, but they'll be there on time. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Rico. Von Hodges sent two super chats. A dollar ninety. A dollar ninety nine. Appreciate you, Von. He sent them two times. Thank you. Appreciate you, big dog. If you asked a question, uh, I didn't see it. Got Let one more know. from Stone. Is Ramondre worth giving up a 2023 second? Could he be the starter for the pass going forward? Sure, I'd give up yes! a second for him. Do uh, it. But they're going to run a committee. I bet you Kevin Harris plays a lot more than people think he is. I bet you he does. Maybe. Bet. I'm not. I honestly bet. not that worried about it. I think if Ramondre's a starter, he's a guy that we... Like, Bill Belichick talks so highly of Ramondre that, yeah, it'll be a committee, but I think he could lead a committee at like 60, 65%, which is very worth it in that offense. I bet you he gets more play than, than we think. What this week? Hey, people yeah, want could. to know where you can find the like Tell people where you can find the shout out 30 30 13. Don't shout us out, but we'll shout them out. Find, shout out where you found it, where they can get it. It's it's 33rd slash the dash edge. If you just there Google 33rd team and Google, go down a little bit. It's the edge tool. There it it's, is. It's we there. It's really on, good. We show love on this show. Yeah. Show love. Get y'all some coffee, man. Michelle Adoro, our new coffee yep. sponsor, Michelle Adoro, USA.com. 
get the Brooklyn blend. That's my favorite one. Brooklyn blend. Yep. That that crema, cremoso is pretty good too. Cremoso, yeah, good. that's that's the one I have every day. All of it is the good. Cremoso espresso. Yeah. Oof, I need some more. Delicious. Hey, hey we need the we need the olive. Thing. I'm <laughs> I'm low. I'm low. And make sure you tap in Drake London Film Session is on the yes, channel sir. right now. I'll be dropping a Rondell Moore Film Session tomorrow. College football plays. Max Duggan Fantasy Score. We're rocking with it this week. We got NFL props. NBA, Jay, you ready to do Mike Anderson? Where you Yo, at? Straight, Where the hell is right, Mike Anderson up, is, at? Is the NBA actually next week? Like, is the that, NBA starts real? Tuesday, the 18th. Tuesday? So got, Tuesday. Tuesday. Dude, I got things to do. I was talking to JB yep. yesterday about, about getting the model all set up and everything. And I'm like, oh, I think we got some time. No, we don't have Apparently time. We don't. So we need to get off of here and get this done. Mike Anderson yes, is going to kill us if we don't have this... Uh, NBA Edge tool ready. By NBA baby. Yeah, NBA baby. Ready. Lindsay Mack, good to see you. Leo, Victor, good to see y'all. Ray, two of your sneaky start. Uh, Ray, two of your sneaky starts. Pickens or Antoine Pierce? Oh, that's interesting. I would probably I'd go with go Pickens, Pickens because he's on the field more. But I do, and I know Pierce isn't on two wide receiver sets. None of that. I still like Pierce, man. I think Antoine's going to be straight. But if I had to pick one or the other, Victor... It would be George Pickens, no doubt. Uh, Eric said, what about NHL tool? Get the hell out of here. We ain't doing none of that. No, Working no, on no, it. Working no, on no, it. No slight to the NHL fans. Y'all have a great... We're just, fill up, we're, just, we're just bullshitting at this point. People on YouTube, oh, man, I thought I'd tune in for a fantasy show. We appreciate y'all being here. Tap out, tap, check out all the stuff we're doing, on, we're doing on the channel. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy football, Jay. Tell the people have a good weekend, man. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bills Chiefs, baby. I'm Bills excited. Chiefs. Let's go, I'm excited. Baby. We out. Peace. Thank, Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, or the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prize picks for a 100 deposit match up to 100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.